0: Welcome to the Health and Fitness Frederick Podcast, where we discuss all things related to health and wellness, we dispel common myths and misconceptions regarding healthcare, and we do it in a way that you can actually understand. And it is hosted by yours truly, Dr. Matt Silver, doctor of physical therapy, and founder of Alpha Project Physio and Performance. All right, guys. Um, episode two, uh, I'm excited and let's, we're going to dive right into it, right? We're, we're talking about knee pain today and right, some reasons why you might be having knee pain. And then we're going to talk about how to address this, right? Especially on your own, how to address this, because there's so many things you can do on your own to get the ball rolling on, right? Helping your knee pain and helping you get out of pain and back to doing what you want to do. So uh, knee pain effects, I, I looked up a quick study before the podcast, and I mean, I'm multiple, I mean, I typed when I was looking at it, multiple studies pop up, and uh, I mean, it's, these statistics are absolutely insane. It's like 50% of people throughout a given year will have some kind of knee pain, and it's, it blows my mind, and I'm like, what? Like, how, <laughs> like, what are we doing wrong uh, is, as healthcare providers where so many people are having knee pain? It's 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 absolutely insane. So, knee pain is very very common, and we're gonna talk about yeah we're gonna talk about what's going on. So, in order to find out how to fix knee pain, we first need to have the discussion of hey why are we in knee pain in the first place right? So what's going on that is right why why am I in pain? What's going on with my knee? A great uh, example that I like to that I like to talk about that I like to to use is. Comparing the squat of uh, pick a random 18 year old and also pick a, if you know somebody who has a kid or you have, if you've had children yourself, remember when they were like three, four ish years old and that when they were squatting, I mean, absolutely immaculate. I mean, it's beautiful the way that they would squat. I mean, their back would be right. Very straight. Uh, When they would squat down, their shins would be very vertical or perpendicular with the ground, right? Their knees would go out kind of uh, out to the side of their pinky toes. It was it's fantastic. They moved granted yes, maybe they were a little bit wobbly, but I mean they moved immaculately and perfectly. It was it's beautiful. Fast forward to that same person when they're 18, I guarantee you that squad is not going to look the same, especially if they've uh, been doing things that many 18-year-olds are doing at that time, and we'll talk about this in a second. Uh, but their squat most likely is going to have some deviation, right? They're, they they might lean forward too much. Uh, their their knees may cave in, or they they might just lose their ability to activate their hips, and it might be a, a just knee dominant motion, right? It might not look their shins might not be as vertical. So what is happening between the ages of right when we start walking and and start squatting and moving right that's to say two years old as a rough as a rough number from two years old to eighteen or even beyond what what is going on that's essentially causing a mobility limitation that's causing a change in our functional motion a change in our squat what is going on here and that change most likely is right what is what do we start doing at the age what is first grade is that six years old right six ish years old right what are we doing in first grade is we're kind of, we're, they're sticking us in these crappy metal chairs and we sit down all freaking day, right? We sit down all the freaking time and from, especially when someone who's a child who's growing, that is the worst time to have them sit all day or have them sit down. I understand that yes, they, they have uh, recess and maybe some schools are, are starting, starting to implement some, some kind of a standing desk, but holy cow, like that is Horrible for us. It's especially horrible for a child that is growing, right? That, has, that hasn't even, it's not even done developing, let alone, uh, right, when you're in your 20s or 30s and you have your desk job where you sit down all day. Absolutely horrible for a child. And then we do that for, right, not just first grade, but we have second grade and then third grade and, right, all the way up to, to 12th grade or 18, right, when they're in high school. Uh, and then, okay, that's over. And then, then what do we do? Oh, we go to college. And Probably even worse in college. Now that these kids are even more stressed out, now they're sitting down even more, right? Just studying, studying, studying. Now those hips get even tighter. Maybe they're they've stopped growing, right? Maybe they still have some growing to do. But holy cow, there's this right this pattern of what is going on is well sitting. Sitting seems to be that pattern. It seems to be that uh, what's going on. Also, we put them in these shoes right they have these right fancy uh fancy Nikes or whatever shoe you're wearing and I'm not trying to call out any uh, any companies but right these fancy shoes that you're wearing and guess what they have they have a heel lift in them they have a built up heel that most shoes have um, that I have no idea why shoes started doing that why they started to add this this heel lift uh, into into their shoes and I want you guys to think about what what this, what could this possibly do to you, right? What why why am I bringing this up? Think about a high heel. I've never I've never worn one uh, before, but uh, my my girlfriend has, and uh, other you know other women that I know like, wear high heels, and I always like to ask them, hey, how right, what 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 size or what I don't know if it's two or three or four inch. What do you typically wear, and how long can you wear that for? Um, I've gotten. Typically, I get two answers. One answer is not very long because I'm not used to wearing them, and the other answer is, "Oh, I can wear these all day. I'm used to it," because they've adapted, they've they've functionally shortened, or they've their tissues have adapted to that right that maybe that three inch high heel that they always wear, um, and and you can imagine too. Hey, if, they, if I'm wearing this 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 heel this this high heel for a long period of time, you can bet. Hey, my calf is going to get shortened, and my ankle is going to get nice and tight. Well, not nice and tight, but it's definitely gonna get tight on you, right? So, think of your shoe with a lift in it as a mini high heel. If you think of it that way, I, I, <laughs> that Nike might not look as, or that shoe might not look as, as tempting. And of course, wearing it once, you're gonna be fine, right? You're probably not gonna have any issues. But, and this is kind of this is the same issue with the sitting. You can sit down once and have dinner or watch the Super Bowl, which is <laughs> I'm, I'm recording this right before the Super Bowl here. You can sit down and watch it with your friends, and you're gonna be fine. Maybe get a little bit tight, but you could take care of that. But if you do this over and over and over and over again and not address it and not do any mobility work, this is where people run into issues of years and years and years of wearing shoes that have heel lifts in them. um, And then also where they are sitting down all the time. And this is where this tightness comes into effect. And this is where people start to run into problems. And you may say, "Hey, Matt. Well, how does knee pain? How does that relate to my ankle? Like, I don't. Why do I care about my hips being tight and my ankles being tight? You know, why do I care?" Great question. Think about. Well, I like to think about uh, the Victorian house that I, that I lived in when I was in school in Buffalo, in Buffalo, New York. Uh, my understanding is is this Victorian house was was built about a hundred years ago, hundred-ish years ago, and. I don't know if the doors or the hinges were that old, by all means, but they looked relatively old. Think about your knee as the hinges on a door, right? It's kind of built exactly the same way. When you open a door, think about your knee bending, right? Your knee is flexing. And then when you close the door, your knee is straightening, right? It's bending the other way. And that's fantastic, right? The hinges, are that's their job. Their job is, hey, we got to straighten a knee, we got to bend that knee. And they do a pretty good job, right? But the issue becomes, or think about this: Have you ever had to replace those hinges? Right? Have you ever had to say, "Oh, these hinges are bad. They're getting really, really squeaky. Let's just, you know, just take them out. They're, it's game over. It's over for them." Not really. And even in my <laughs> the old Victorian house I lived in, um, th- those hinges had been they had been painted over like it looked like ten times. I mean, the paint was so thick on them, and they were still working very, very well. And I, I don't know if they were, how old that door or the hinges were, but I, every time I ask somebody, hey, ha, do you, have you ever had to replace the hinges on your door? The answer I typically get is no. Most people have never had to replace the hinges on their door. And even if it gets a little bit squeaky, right? Most people say, hey, let's just spray this with, uh, spray with some WD-40, right? Let's do some mobility work to clear up that joint. Um, so this is my example of when someone's getting a knee replacement and they're in their 40s or their 50s or their 60s that is not normal. Okay? And if you've had a knee replacement there, hey, that's fine. Right? There's still stuff you can do mobility-wise to keep to have the longevity of that knee replacement. There's always improvement we can make. So I don't want anyone to think, "Hey, Matt, nope, I screwed my knees up, it's all over." No. Right? If you've had a knee replacement, you can still make progress to to maintain that knee replacement so you don't have to get a revision earlier earlier on, right? But what I'm saying is Right, just like the hinges on that door. If the hinges are just like our knee, which they are, we should not be getting knee replacements in our forties, in our fifties, in our sixties. A number that's thrown around a lot is our joints should easily last 110 years. Whether that's right, awesome. I think they could probably last. Well, we're all into our nineties, and and as long as we live into our hundreds, so the issue becomes, hey Matt, right? If we're having all this knee pain, if we're having if we're having these com these, these knee replacements, if they're so common. What are we doing wrong, right? And bam, right, the sitting, the sitting we're doing wrong. We're wearing these shoes and we're not doing some basic mobility work. If we were to address these three things, our knees are being pretty, pretty darn good shape. Uh, and I'm not saying you have to, right? If if you're if you're a sheriff, right? If you're a, a county sheriff or a police officer, right? A state trooper, someone who, right? You have to do a lot of sitting all day. You can, really can't change the amount of sitting that you're doing, and that's okay, right? That's your job, but you're gonna to have to hit the mobility a little bit harder and a little bit more diligently to make sure, hey, to make sure that your hips stay mobile. Right? Same thing if someone who right you you're a construction worker and you have to wear steel toe boots, and right, most steel toe boots that <laughs> that I know of, they have a pretty big heel lift in them. Right? It's, it's probably about an inch, right? That that lift that's in the back there. So maybe you can find some that don't, but right, if you have to wear that shoe, hey, no problem, man. You're going to have to be aware that, hey, you're going to have to hit that mobility a little bit more. So moral, moral of the story here, guys, the big takeaway from this podcast is knee pain, one of the biggest factors, biggest predictors of knee pain is going to be the amount of sitting that you do, right? And if you do any mobility work, if you can clear up the hips, right? If you can have proper hip motion, you have huge muscles, very powerful muscles in the hips, right? Your glute max, your hip flexors, very, very powerful muscles, uh, that can help support that are, when they're moving the right way, right? It's a lot of people ask me too. Hey, Matt, how can I improve my glute activation? Well, how tight are your hips, right? If I can't get my leg behind me, if I have no, it's called hip extension. If I have no hip extension, it's going to be very hard <laughs> to activate my glute max. And this is this. I mean, this has implications all the way up and down the chain for low back pain. Um, I it's, it's everything. So, improving hip mobility it's going to take some stress off of that knee because now the hip can do its job, right? Think about that door on the hinges. Right? If you open and close it, it's doing its job. It's going to last as long as it's meant to last. Whether those hinges last 50 years, 100 years, the the right the the warranty on that on those hinges the life uh, whatever the the life expectancy, it's going to be pretty close to true to what what is expected. But if we start to, let's say you have uh, uh, one guy on top pushing as hard as they can on the door, the other guy on the bottom pushing as hard as they can. This is an extreme example, but if you start doing this, all right, and and really torquing on those hinges, right? They're not meant to, they're not meant to sustain those forces. And of course, you will eventually, if you do it long enough and sustain it enough, you're going to have some, you're going to break the hinges, right? You're going to deform those hinges with some stress and strain, uh, and. All right this is analogous analogous to having a knee replacement right you've stressed your knee so much you need to get it replaced so big takeaway here guys mobility work is going to be huge on the ankles and the hips to help with that knee pain okay so that's a big takeaway of hey can, also can i challenge cha- i'm going to challenge you guys to try and change change some habits right and this could be as simple as hey I would recommend investing in a standing desk. I think that's a huge, a huge, huge, huge investment. And, and I think, don't even think of it as a cost. Think of this as an investment in your health. But if you're like me and <laughs> maybe don't want to spend the money on a standing desk, you can do a makeshift one, right? I have my, my desk and then I I have some textbooks underneath it and then a cardboard box and, and then my laptops are sitting right on top and I'm able to, to hang out and study that way. And, you know, do my work and do whatever I got to do. Make make podcasts, right? I'm standing right now making this podcast. So there's 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 so many different ways to do this, right? If you don't, hey, Matt, I just don't want to invest the money. Hey, no problem, man. Make shift one. Make one up. Make one yourself, right? The sky's the limits on this. So big takeaways today, sitting is the new smoking. If you can do that, that's huge. Whether it's just cutting out sitting in general, right? Adding in a standing desk. Uh, and then also, number two, add some mobility work in. Right, whether it's your ankle, your hip, even your low back, or right, adding some mobility work in, adding some whether it's stretches or, or other uh, techniques, loosening up your hips is going to be is going to pay dividends. It's going to be uh, the, it's going to be the gift that keeps on giving later in life, guys. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it, and I'll catch you next time. Hey, wait a minute, guys. I just wanted to say thanks for listening to the podcast today. And if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support this podcast, please share this with others by taking a screenshot of this episode and posting it to your story on Instagram and tag Alpha Project Physio so we can repost it. And to stay up on all the latest from me, please follow Alpha Project Physio on Instagram and Facebook and then subscribe to the Alpha Project newsletter at www.alphaprojectphysio.com. See you guys next time.